SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On this Friday in the month of March, the madness always delivers. Hello and welcome to the morning after on Sports Grid in Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. The round of 64 underway yesterday at the NCAA tournament. And boy, oh boy, do we always believe and know the madness ensues. A 15 seed. In St. Peter's, out of Jersey City, New Jersey, pulls off the unthinkable and upsets number two seed Kentucky in that East region. Winning outright as an 18-point underdog, we will dive into this game and what the ramifications look like for the East region and the rest of the big dance a little bit later on. But madness across the sports landscape, as you know. I am Ben Stevens. This is a Friday right here on TMA. Over the course of the next three hours, we look back on the action from the round of 64 yesterday. We look forward to more games that begin in just over three hours time and take us until about midnight Eastern as well in the round of 64 on a Friday across the field of 64 as we have it on the NCAA tournament. But as I said, madness across the sports landscape because even as college basketball continues to to deliver and in this month of March is the highlight, the NFL truly never stops. It seems as though something big happens in college basketball. The NFL also needs a part of the headlines because yesterday night we had a blockbuster trade across the National Football League. Devontae Adams is no longer a Green Bay Packer. Devontae Adams is now a Las Vegas Raider. The Green Bay Packers had tagged Devontae Adams. He informed the Green Bay team that he would not play under that franchise tag, and apparently the relationship could not be mended. Green Bay trading Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders for two picks, a first-round pick and a second-round pick from the Raiders in this upcoming 2022 NFL Draft. Not the biggest King's ransom for Devontae, but still two first-round picks, or a first-round pick and a second-round pick, rather, for the Green Bay Packers in return for Devontae Adams, who heads to Las Vegas to reunite with his former college quarterback in Derek Carr. And although not a quarterback, one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wideout in the entire National Football League, thus moving the market tremendously. First, we focus on the effect for the Green Bay Packers because as Aaron Rodgers returned and did indeed sign his new contract extension, the Green Bay Packers became a co-favorite in the NFC alongside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is not the case any longer because as you look at those NFC odds to win next year's conference championship, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now a lone favorite. Plus, 350 nearly a dollar and a half ahead of that second shortest price where green bay now finds itself at plus 490 tied with the reigning super bowl champion los angeles rams at plus 490 as well so that was the effect on the green bay packers moving back in this marketplace in the nfc two and a half dollars off of their price to win next year's super bowl now 
at 11 to 1. And as we dive into the ramifications for Green Bay, a lot of fun was poked at Aaron Rodgers yesterday in his beef and quarrels throughout times with the Green Bay front office. Apparently, according to many, many reports, Aaron Rodgers knew of this situation with Devontae Adams when he was signing his contract, had an understanding that this could eventually be the case. Say welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the opening hour of the morning after on a Friday on Sirius XM Channel 159 and all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. We are going to break down the bracket. We are going to break down the madness in your bracket already busted, but do not forget about single game profitability. The upsets we saw yesterday, but a blockbuster deal right here and right now in the National Football League. Devontae Adams traded away from the Green Bay Packers for a first and second round pick in this upcoming NFL draft. Devontae Adams heads to the desert to become a Las Vegas Raider, reuniting with his former college quarterback in Derek Carr. Devontae Adams had expressed interest in reuniting with Derek Carr for quite some time. Now that has become a reality. So we saw the effect on the Green Bay Packers, two and a half dollars off of their price to win next year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, nearly a dollar and a half off their price to win the NFC Championship. Now plus 490 tied for the second shortest odds behind the favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneers now only minus 195 in the NFC North but speaking of divisional odds we flip the script and look at what this means for the Las Vegas Raiders and look at what this means for the Raiders organization already a part of a jam-packed and highly competitive the best division in football without even a second thought the AFC West so the Kansas City Chiefs were the favorites yesterday with a price at plus 125 still the favorite but a little bit of movement off of that number 10 cents at plus 135 the Chargers and the Broncos were tied for the second shortest odds both at that price you see there on LA at plus 260 the Raiders had the longest odds before getting Devontae Adams at 10 to 1 they still have the longest odds but are 5 to 1 look at this division revel in its glory have an understanding that any time we see a divisional game in the AFC West in the 2022 NFL regular season it is going to be absolutely bonkers you could make an argument and I would not stop you right now that all four of these teams out of the AFC West the eventual divisional winner and then maybe all three of the wild card spots in the AFC come from this division if they didn't have to play each other they might beat up on each other enough that the overall record suffers but what a division it will be in the AFC what a conference it will be in the AFC the NFC even more up in the air today than it was yesterday the madness the bracket next on TMA sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com it didn't take long into the big dance for us to remember why we all love the madness a 15 seed over a two for the 10th time in ncaa tournament history we break that down the other upsets in all of the action from yesterday's opening day at the round of 64 in the ncaa tournament right here on a friday on the morning after in sports grid sirius xm channel 159 i am ben stevens if we need a place to go on this friday to try to make sense of the madness you know that spot. You know the area. You know what it's called. It's the zone. The zone. 
And the originator of the zone, the thought process behind this wonderfully creative segment, that would be old K-Dubs Kevin Walsh. Joining us here on the morning after right now and through the rest of this opening hour. He is a man that loves the Mac, and it was the return of the Mac last night as the number 15 seed, the champions out of the Mac from Jersey City, New Jersey. St. Peter's pulling off the upset, Kev, in overtime over one of the bluest of all the bloods, the number two seed in the East region, Kentucky. St. Peter's winning 85-79. You are a man of the Mac. You know the Peacocks, and you let it fly last night, Kevin, with them. What did you make of that thrilling upset, a 15 over a two? Yeah, I mean, it, it's an absolute stunner, right? I mean, if you go through yesterday's board, uh, I mean, how, how far down does that rank? Kentucky's obviously one of the strongest favorites yesterday give st peter's a world of credit obviously look the formula is there 50 from the field 53 from Oof. three 85 Oof. on 18 of 21 from the line uh is exactly what you need but if you're see the thing is is i don't want i want to show st peter's love being from the mac but there's yeah. there's two problems with that the first is this breaks my heart because this should have been <laughs> iona i'm like Dolph rank Ziggler the gale screaming it should have been me and no don't even rank the gale. Fire Patino. No, I didn't just say that. Well, but here's the thing. Oh. With, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Kentucky. Yeah, no one heard that. Here's the thing. With this, this is about Kentucky. How does this happen? National mm. Player of the Year gives you thirty and sixteen. You lose in overtime to a fifteen seed. First of all, listen. I understand that Keelan Grady's had some games where he's caught fire. Not Steph, sorry. Hate to break the news to you, pal. I mean, stop the madness. Not every single shot has to be an off-balance three-pointer. Ty Ty Washington, people are hoping that this guy can be a lottery-level talent. He's certainly not put forward that kind of a season at Kentucky. I know injury tripped him up some, but this was not good at all. In fact, it was very, very bad. But overall, where is the defensive side of the basketball? When they needed a mm. stop, they couldn't find a stop to lose in overtime. To lose in overtime where dogs go to die. Apparently where dogs go to thrive. That is such an unacceptable loss. It's overreactionary to put Cal in the hot seat, but who cares? It's the day after they just lost to a 15 seed as a nearly 20-point favorite. He's now on the hot seat because that's what you deserve after a result like this. Unbelievable scenes from Kentucky and St. Peter's. An 18-point favorite, but no matter for the Peacocks. They win outright. They have won eight straight games. They have covered in eight straight games. They're on the second-best cover team in the country. Now 21-9 against the number. They have covered in 18 of their last 22, wrecking the east region of the bracket that was busted across the place yesterday. The 10th time in Big Dance history, a number 15 seed has upset a number two seed. Far more regular than 16 seeds upsetting a one seed. Why? The world may never know, but it's the second straight NCAA tournament. A 15 seed has taken down a two seed on the opening day of action in the round of 64. Doug Etter, 20 points off the bench, the most wonderful mustachioed man you will see. Yes, I'm talking to you, Drew Timmy. We know you had 30 points yesterday in Gonzaga's win. But Kev, the bracket was busted. We look at the East region now that sets up very, very favorably for Purdue on that bottom half. Baylor taking care of business yesterday, winning by 36. UCLA was tested, did not cover as a 13 and a half point favorite but beats Akron. The bracket was busted in the East slightly with a national championship in contender in Kentucky as the number two seed going down. The Cats entered the big dance with the third best price 
to win the national championship. One of the hottest teams entering the NCAA tournament from the Midwest region, the number five seed, Iowa. Also upset yesterday by the champions out of the A-10, who were only in the big dance by winning the Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament. That would be the 12 seed in the Richmond Spiders. Iowa caught in the web yesterday as Richmond pulls off the upset outright as a nine and a half point underdog winning by four 67 63 Kev those 63 points that Iowa only mm -hmm. scored yesterday their second lowest total of the entire year I am a man of integrity so I begin this with an apology to you but no, you no. save me money on this Iowa Hawkeyes team I texted Ben two months ago hey time to get it on the Hawkeyes no frauds now did everyone's tune around this team change? Sure, but who cares? Ultimately, I wasn't on Iowa because of Ben. I slandered him for that, and ultimately, he was right. Fraud. Problem for this Iowa team. See, the Kentucky game is about and St. Right? But Having a few sound issues there with Kevin Walsh on that mic. It will be figured out in New Jersey, no doubt about it. But as Kevin was alluding to, a lot of people including the betting markets, got very much in favor of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I was one of them. Iowa entered the big dance, winning 12 of their final 14 games. They had covered in 10 of their last 14 games. They were winning by an average margin of victory since the start of February of 16.4 points per game. Richmond was only in the big dance because they pulled off an upset in the A-10 tourney, but both teams, I guess, playing very good basketball at the right time. Jacob Gilliard, the leader for these Richmond Spiders, 24 points yesterday, hitting clutch shot after clutch free throw after clutch free throw to give Richmond the nine-and-a-half-point outright victory as an underdog. They win by four, and they advance. So a bad look for the Iowa Hawkeyes, who had tons of market movement in their favor. A couple of weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, in fact, 18 to one to reach the final four. By the time we got to the start of the NCAA tournament, plus 390 to reach the final four, tied for the seventh best odds in the entire bracket. Many people, not just myself, not just Kevin Walsh, very high on these Iowa Hawkeyes to be that sneaky final four contender out of the Midwest region, maybe being able to upset Providence, maybe being able to even pull the upset against Kansas. Well, Kansas and the Friars are still dancing. And yes, we continue to be friared up here on the morning after because South Dakota State was the trendiest and most public dog you will ever see. Only getting two from a Providence team that was lucky. 11-2 and two in 13 games decided by five points entering the big dance. That random variance would come to bite Ed Cooley in the rear end by the time they got to the big dance. Well, didn't happen yesterday. Maybe it's better to be lucky than good. Maybe it's not luck. Maybe it's battle-tested basketball and just a darn good team in the Providence Friars. They win by nine yesterday over the Jackrabbits, the champions of the Summit League, easily covering as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And as we told you yesterday with our best bet, if Providence was going to muddy this game up and slow down the pace, the under of a 148 would probably come into play. It certainly stayed under yesterday. So now Providence opens as only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against those Richmond Spiders, the number 12 seed in the Midwest region. That game is one of the first games up 
tomorrow. It will be a great game out in Buffalo, New York, between the Friars and Richmond. So now as we look at Providence, just one final note. I told you yesterday, Providence entered their start in the Midwest region with worse odds as the four seed than the five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 seeds in their region, now tied for the third best price at 12 to one. Gonzaga had its issues as the number one overall seed in that West region with Georgia State in the first half. Georgia State easily covering as a 12 and a half point first half underdog because the Zags were only up two at the break. Then you hit a live line at minus 14 and a half on Gonzaga at that halftime break and Gonzaga ends up winning by 21, not covering the initial number of 22 and a half. Gonzaga will also have its hands full in its round of 32 matchup against a very good Memphis team. The Zags open up as an 11 point favorite. Hopefully Kevin Walsh is back and hopefully we can look at some of the action for Friday's round of 64 next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yesterday, we saw the madness in the NCAA tournament. What is in store today? We look at some of those underdogs that might be barking and some favorites to possibly fade in Friday's action in the round of 64 at the Big Dance right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside OK Dubs Kevin Walsh for a second straight segment. We'll go into our third mm. straight segment together and wow. a fourth as well as long as the audio holds up over there no, in great. New Jersey. Uh, that would be that'd be huge. I'm just speaking now, it can I say into existence. Quickly? Please, can go I ahead. Can I say something quickly? Now, now because yeah. I did the, the, the first segment like it was the movie Bird Box here. You look fantastic today. Love what you're bringing to the table, the polos to the tens. Now, of course, I set you up to take you down. Because that audio, obviously, was not a technical issue. That was you making sure that I didn't get to slander the Big Ten. Right. If... <laughs> We run this back, and this conference is embarrassed again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're, we're done with this whole 10 teams in the tournament nonsense. Because 100%. everybody's biggest wins are versus other Big Ten teams. Okay? 100%. I'm, you're, you're, you're the WCC now. You're, you're going to get, like, yeah, listen, I don't care that much that you beat Santa Clara. I don't care that you beat Maryland. Ooh, that's slander. Like, that, that's not, that's not going to matter, man. I'm sorry. We can't do this again. I'm going to need Wisconsin and Purdue to handle their business. Illinois, they lose. It happens, right? Fours get dropped. Both of those three lines need to be need to be moving on. Like that's what they like. There's five teams in action today. Ohio State and May here. Kevin, I gotta take it here. I was hearing your point about what was happening there before the audio dropped off again. If somebody here on the Spiz Grizz out there in New Jersey, because we are almost across the river here, I'm in New York. Kevin's in New Jersey. If somebody could help out Kevin Walsh on the Friday of the round of 64 at the NCAA tournament, that would be fantastic. But I'll back up Kevin's point. In certain areas of the country, I'm known as Big Ten Ben. Nine Big Ten teams got into the big dance for the second straight year. Nine teams out of the 14 that play in the Big Ten Conference. So far, we saw four in action yesterday, or four since the first four. And three of those four are going home. Michigan was the only team to survive in advance yesterday, winning as a two-point favorite 
against Colorado State. Not a great showing for the Mountain West, by the way. Four teams in, all four winless in the NCAA tournament and already packing their bags. But Kevin brought up a good point. And we talked about this all month long on the morning after. When the Conference National Championship odds board opened up, SEC was the favorite. WCC was behind just based on that Gonzaga price. And initially, the Big Ten had the third shortest odds, plus 430, I believe it was. And I said, oof, I don't know why they have the third best odds. The Big Ten has not won a national championship in men's basketball in more than two decades. And when you look around the conference this year, there seemed to be a time you could make a case for Purdue. There seemed to be a time you could make a case for Illinois. There seemed entering the tournament that Iowa was the best shot out of the Big Ten conference to maybe cut down the nets and be a final four contender. But right now, I don't think there is a national championship contender out of this bunch. But Kevin's right. Wisconsin better advance past Colgate today. But for a 3-14 matchup, it's a seven and a half point spread. Purdue is a 17 point favorite in their 3-14 matchup against Yale. Ohio State is in a pick'em game against Loyola Chicago. Davidson is only a one point dog against Michigan State. And then you have also throughout the Big Ten, Illinois, as Kevin mentioned, just a seven and a half, eight point favorite in that game coming up against Chattanooga. So let's look at some of those underdogs today and who might be barking in the Friday action in the round of 64. I asked quickly my production staff if Kevin is available at any time here throughout this segment to please let me know. All right, sounds good. I'll do this myself. So we'll go through the dogs that might be barking. And a couple of teams that you got to keep an eye on for for this Friday action in the round of 64. Miami getting two and a half points against USC. Virginia Tech, a very short underdog of one point against Texas. Mm. Davidson, as I mentioned, just a one-point dog against Michigan State. Kev, yesterday we saw four double-digit seeds win a game in the NCAA tournament. Michigan, who was a favorite as an 11 seed. Of course, the 15 seed in St. Peter's. And then two 12 seeds pulling the upset over a five. Richmond over Iowa and New Mexico State and the man known as Teddy Buckets over UConn. That's why on the FanDuel Sportsbook entering the tournament, a 12 seed over a five seed was minus 280 for that to be the case. Out of this group of dogs that we just highlighted, or maybe a couple more on Friday's board, which team stands out to you? So, look, there, there's obviously a couple spots here. I, I have thoughts on all of these. I'll say the, the game that I feel the strongest about is a game that I've actually flipped on. Um, now, there's a couple dogs off the board maybe that I'm interested in, but the game that I feel the strongest about is the Davidson-Michigan State game. My initial read was, give me Davidson. Ah, Michigan State's not that good. It's a Big Ten conference. And then it was one of those, stop, hold on a minute now. It's Tom Izzo. But it's not just it's Tom Izzo. Covered four mm. in a row. What do you know? The second he got to the Big Ten tournament, started going out there and covering numbers. It's one of those things where it's, I'm going to go down swinging with Izzo, right? That, like, that's what it's going to be for me. That's where my trust, that's where my confidence is going to be placed, Ben, is I'm going to put that forward and place that confidence with Tom Izzo in that game versus Davidson. I'm not saying, oh, the line should be three, four, five. It's not about that. But it's about a game that I understand why a lot of folks have gone through the Davidson sign, but the more I've thought about it, that's a guy, it's all this Big Ten slander, who doesn't really deserve it. And here's the thing about that number as well. It opened at two. It came quickly down to one on Sunday night after the reveal of the bracket. We have seen some very public dogs throughout this NCAA tournament so far. And maybe you take 
that same approach as we saw yesterday with Providence against South Dakota State, thinking, oh my God, everybody is on Davidson. Let's not forget why Michigan, St Michigan State is in this tournament. To Kevin's point, they have started covering numbers in a big way, covering in four straight, two of those four as a favorite, also over in five of their last six games, facing the 11th most efficient offense in the country, according to Ken Palm, in Davidson, who also very good as an underdog, keep in mind, five and two ATS this year, winning outright in four of those five. It's a very short spread at one, and an underdog against very good teams, San Francisco, Alabama, and Richmond, all three of those teams in the NCAA tournament. Kev, what are your thoughts on Virginia Tech in Texas? Because it's a one-point spread, it has yeah. stayed at a one-point spread. The money line is eerily similar and has been for most of this week. Your co-host on the early line, Donnie Wrightside, is all over the Hokies, yeah. but it feels like a very public side once more. You know, the, here's the interesting thing, though. What we're seeing in some of these spots, right, is and I and I'll, I'll also have this, Ben. I, I've, been, I've been trying to trying to decipher the di you know the difference between public sides and then the I'm smarter than everybody sides. And, and I don't mean to you know sound like a you know a, a meanie, put it nicely when I say that. But that that's you know kind of how some of these things line up here, right? But the thing is, right, the game is pick, right, and we're yeah. seeing that in other spots. Like I do wonder if this could be. What, you know, the future, if you will, of some of these NCAA tournaments is, is parity perhaps grows throughout college basketball, right? Yesterday, of course, that Providence line, the 10-7 or the 7-10 game, excuse me, on the Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago side, what we just talked about, Michigan State, these incredibly short lines here. Texas is a team that I have personally voiced frustrations with, I feel like, more than most. I don't really understand how Texas checks in on the six line here. I just don't feel like Texas has put forward a six line resume. I guess the answer would be that's the benefit of playing in the Big 12. And and with that, I, I can understand it a bit. I know they beat Kansas, but Kansas mm. took that one back from them. Baylor ultimately got them twice. Texas Tech got them twice. So it's because they beat Tennessee by one at home. I mean, we know that the Gonzaga, the Seton Hall games didn't go their way. They lost at Iowa State. I don't really like Texas. Now, with that being said, in my bracket, I push Texas along because I'm not over the moon about Va Tech. I look at this game, Ben, where, and this is what we talk about combining brackets and betting. I'm betting yeah. this game under. In my bracket, I'm moving along Texas. I'm not super bothered by it. I thought I was beating the field by putting Texas forward because I think others are going on the Tech side. I have either one of these teams losing to Purdue. That's the combination of brackets and bettings to me. I'm betting a single game. I'm betting a total. I'm betting it under. Both of these teams out of conference, unders, 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 unders. And that's a great point right there from Kevin Walsh, the idea of pairing up single-game profitability with your bracket, which might be busted already if you had Iowa and Kentucky in your Final Four, like at least one of us here on the morning after on this Friday. But let's make sure to focus on that single-game profitability. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Uh -huh. This, this isn't going to be – no, no, no. Not an ounce of slander, man. This is why this tournament is what it is, Okay. We know with 100% certainty that there are going to be upsets coming. 
and we sit there and we proudly pick our ups. I'm telling man, yesterday I was proud of myself, my upset Marquette. Probably the worst performance that any team put forward yesterday when you're factoring in the spread, right? Oh, we see the South Dakota State thing coming and it's not coming. And somehow all the breakdowns, all the brackets, everybody sat there with the television on, three minutes left in overtime going, certainly not. Certainly, certainly not. That's the beauty of this thing. We know it's yeah. coming, and it's still stunning. Ah, it's tremendous stuff. It's tremendous stuff. It's why we love this thing known as the NCAA tournament. It's a tournament. It's silly. It's frustrating. It makes no sense, but that is the madness. And that's why we can focus on a single game, on a single day, maybe instead of the bracket. We do that next here on The Morning After on SportsGrid. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A Friday, a round of 64 in the NCAA tournament. Games begin in just about two and a half hours, mm. and we set you up for the Friday slate into your weekend right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside one of the brightest in the entire industry, old K-Dubs, Kevin Walsh, get the man to 2K, I am Ben Stevens. So, Kev, hey, we were talking about some of the... Un- yeah, of course, I got you. And I really want you to have to bet whatever play Donnie tells you to bet today. Maybe that's fading the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That would be great. Anyway, speaking of those Irish, are we fading some favorites today, Kev? Because we looked at some of the underdogs that might be in play and a ton of short spreads across the entire board on this Friday. Now let's look at some favorites that maybe we're not going to pick the underdog, but we might be fading. For me... That's Houston. I like UAB getting eight and a half points. I do not think the Blazers win outright, but Houston is a very intriguing team to me at the moment. Purdue has not covered in 10 straight games, yet they are a 17-point favorite against Yale. And then that other game right there, Kevin, Alabama, a four-point favorite against Notre Mm -hmm. Dame. You see those favorites right there. Are you going to fade any of those three? And if so, why? So, actually, no. Uh, the Bama game, I'm far more interested in the total. I think Purdue covers the number. I would never let myself be heartbroken enough to actually spend any money on that. I've already done too much by putting them further <laughs> in the bracket. I want to ask you about the UAB yeah. game, though, because Please. I know one of the first things you told me is you were interested in the Blazers. Obviously, you know, yeah. look, through bracket research and obviously getting even more prep for today's show, I, you know, I start to crunch the numbers. And, and I, you know, I tell people this, Ben and I, we like a lot of the same things it fits a similar eye frame my question to you on UAB how much of you liking UAB plus the points is UAB related how much of it is fading Houston because I need to kind of tell me a little bit more about where you line up on that game because I know that one you have a lot of conviction on 
Correct. I am leaning more into that game on the Blazers as a trust in UAB covering a number being a good team out of CUSA as opposed to fading the Houston Cougars because it's the most interesting discussion. I think when you look at a team long term now in Houston and what they present in that South region versus this specific game because I think UAB covers the number. I like Vermont to cover the number last night against Arkansas. I was not so sure the Catamounts were going to pull the 13-4 upset. They did not. They lost by four, but they covered as a five-point underdog. I don't think UAB wins this game outright, but I do believe they keep it within that number of eight and a half. A perfect 3-0 ATS as a dog this year, Kevin, winning outright in two of those games. The only time they did not cover or they did not win outright, but they did cover as a two-and-a-half-point underdog, losing by two to San Francisco, a team in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. I was diving even deeper in on the Cougs as well. They have the best cover percentage out of any team playing high-major conference college basketball this year, 22-12 and 12 against the spread, and Houston covered in eight of their last 10 games all as a favorite as well. So I am not fading Houston necessarily I think I'm trusting more Mm. in the dog not to pull off the 12-5 upset like we saw twice yesterday out of the three 12-5 matchups we had more so just to cover that number of eight and a half on the Blazers today yeah look it's a steady breakdown by you but what jumped out to me is how strong a lot of these Houston numbers are right as you mentioned the the overall number but nine and four against the number in the non-conference six and one against the number on a neutral court now UAB Eight and three in the non-con, four and one on a neutral. I mean, these two teams are going to sit here and, and look. If this game lands nine or eight, this this final score might just land nine or eight. I mean, the you know these teams play that true to a number here. But why was important to me to kind of ask you that is I, and this stuff matters, right? We're talking brackets, survivor pools for things that people. I do trust yeah. Houston win this game. I do trust Houston win this game. Look at the Houston losses, right? Two to Wisconsin on a neutral, one point at Bama, two at SMU, and then the two Memphis losses. You got to be an upper echelon team, you know, to to give this team a real run, in my opinion. Again, I'm higher on Memphis than the eight seed. I really wish they weren't an eight seed or at the minimum not playing Gonzaga. But it is what it is ultimately for the Tigers there, man. So I just I look at this Houston group, Ben, and that's why I wanted to, you know, talk to you a little bit more about it because I, I think this Houston team, you know, as someone who has Arizona winning a title, and you do as well. And I don't know if you had, and you probably didn't have Arizona playing Houston. I did, and I it was the most I thought about an Arizona game. Uh, the whole way was the game versus Houston. Not Nova, not Auburn, not Duke in the title game. Kev, the reason that I have Houston playing Arizona is because of what we discussed earlier this week. The metrics absolutely love the Cougars they enter the big dance the fourth most efficient team according to Ken Palm in the country they have metrics that would make them an outright national championship contender each and every year as Kev laid out for you on Tuesday on this show Houston is top 10 in offensive efficiency they rank 11th in defensive efficiency six of the last 10 national champions at the end of the NCAA tournament, when you knock off everybody else in the field of 68, have those numbers. Houston entered the big dance with them, and the numbers on Houston from a futures perspective in this tournament are fascinating. No odds up, for whatever reason, on the Cougars to reach the Sweet 16, but odds up to reach the Elite Eight, plus 330. Odds to reach the Final Four, to win that South region, plus 500. A lot of that is on Arizona, 
But that also might be when you look at the South region bracket because of the four seed in Illinois. Now an eight and a half point favorite against Chattanooga today. So Kev, let's dive through our triple threats here. Give the people some of our leans and our edges for this Friday slate in the round of 64. We're going to give our team a total and a prop or player to keep an eye on. So Kev, please begin with your favorite team, a team you like to cover a number on this Friday at the Big Dance. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, I pulled over some of the items from the pick six yesterday. Got off yeah. to a nice start, which was five and one. One of them is a survivor, so that kind of can pump your numbers up. It's still a, a four and one spot there. I was pleased with that. Uh, my favorite yesterday, I, we labeled it a favorite here at team to cover a number, uh, was Baylor. Baylor got the job done. I'm going back Easy. to a bigger number, and that's going to be Wisconsin. Laying the eight versus Colgate here. Colgate three, eight and one against the number in the non-conference. They have not played on a neutral court all season long, and it's basically a road game from an atmosphere perspective. This all mm-hmm. lines up beautifully for Wisconsin. Now, I will tell you this. I do not see a world where Colgate loses this game by three, four, five points. If Colgate wins outright, that's the Big Ten. And I don't know, man. I don't know what we're going to do there. I'm going to, you know, just customize a couple shirts. I think Wisconsin <laughs> handles their business, though, here and handles it versus Colgate, winning by double digits. As a man known as Big Ten Ben, this game scares the living bejesus out of me because when you compare this 3-14 matchup, Wisconsin the three seed in that Midwest region to the rest of the 3-14 matchups, this is an eight-point number Mm -hmm. that has hovered around seven and a half at multiple times throughout this week. The rest of the 3-14 is at least a 15-point favorite on that side of the three seed. So it will be... Interesting to see this game play out. Colgate, the second-best three-point shooting team in the country, nearly 41%. But as Kevin mentioned, this game is on a Friday in Milwaukee in the round of 64. It doesn't tip until 8.30 p.m. Central Time, local there in Milwaukee. Pray for the spotted cows. Pray for the Miller Lights. Pray for the cheese curds. They don't stand a (laughs) chance today for the state of Wisconsin, and the Badgers will feel like they are playing at home against Colgate today. I think it's a wonderful handicap. When I look at a team, Kevin, I talk about this all the time, single game profitability. Maybe a team that does not advance in your bracket that pays dividends one final time. I was hoping the number would be slightly better, but I would have them advancing because as you look at TCU versus Seton Hall, it's a pick em. Minus 110 on both sides. I was hoping to get the Horn Frogs as an underdog because they are fantastic as a dog. 10, 4, and 1 against the number. But outside of that, TCU has covered in six of their last nine games. I like what Jamie Dixon does. He has a ton of tournament experience, and the tenacity of this TCU team, I think, propels them past Seton Hall today. Again, it is a money line even on both sides at minus 110. Not TCU as an underdog, but I still like the Horn Frogs. Kevin, any thoughts on that game? If not, please break down your total for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. My breakdown of that game, it's not much of a breakdown. It was the only 8-9 situation that I didn't give much thought about what they're going to do in the next round. I thought at San Diego State, I know they lost, but I thought they'd give Kansas a yeah. run. You have to respect Marquette and UNC's resumes playing a Baylor. And never, and look, I've talked, I've at least I've talked enough about Memphis to where if they do pull the upset off, people will be like, ah, yeah. you said it, even though, like, you know, I don't have it happening in the bracket, which is fine. Um, so that's kind of my one takeaway from Seton Hall and TCU. I don't have a lot of juice behind those teams, and I hope that they don't sneak up on me. For my total, yeah. I'm going to the Duke game. This is kind of a, 
a spot here that has worked for me nicely, where it's two trends, but one of them has nothing to do with the total. Now, the first one is that Duke is 5-0 and to over when they play on neutral sites, which I absolutely adore. And the thing is, all neutral site games have been big games. Just, so, you know, Gonzaga, Kentucky, three games in the ACC tournament there, right? So this is the tournament mm-hmm. I expect Duke to carry. Here's the other trend that I pair with that. Cal State Fullerton, just tremendous against the number as a dog this season. 6-2-1 and one against the spread this year as a dog. That matters to me because if we're going to play a Duke over, right, I need to be able to see if Cal State Fullerton can bring it into the mix. Think about some of those lower seeds that were competitive, right? Georgia State was competitive for a while. That game versus yep. Gonzaga gets where it needs to go. St. Peter, St. Peter's, Kentucky, that game gets where it needs to go. Cal State Fullerton's competitiveness here, it'll vary to me because, again, you're catching so many points. Losing by 10 is competitive. I just need them to get to, if they get to 65 we cruise here because I think Duke can touch 90-plus in this game. 145 is the number for me that I'm going over, Ben. The start of the retirement tour's final leg for Coach Mike Krzyzewski. This is actually my player prop for the day, so I'll touch on that quickly before diving into my favorite bet of the day, and it is a total. This is for Wendell Moore, Mr. Do-It-All for Duke. If you look at his averages this year, he has been filling up stat sheets consistently, 13.5 points per game. Five and a half rebounds per game, 4.6 assists per game. He has had at least six rebounds in four of the last six games for the Duke Blue Devils. The other two, three, and five. I said to myself, Kevin, and there is a note here if you give me a five and a half for Wendell Moore's rebound prop for Duke's game against Cal State Fullerton, I will take the over. The over is plus money at plus 106. I'm happy to see the five and a half. I will dive in on that five and a half for a rebound prop on Wendell Moore against the Titans out of Cal State Fullerton, the champions of the Big West. Quickly here, my total before we get to your idea on props. It's simple. Loyola Chicago, Ohio State. The first game up of the day. The total has dropped Mm. slightly. 132 and a hook to 132. Loyola Chicago, away from Chicago this year, has been an under team through and through. A top 25 defense in the country. A slow-paced basketball team with tons of experience. 11 away games, true road games this year. 7 of the 11 hitting the under for the Ramblers. 7 neutral floor games, including all 3 during Arch Madness at the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. 7 neutral floor games, 5 of them under. Loyola Chicago, Ohio State under today. Kev, quickly, your prop. Yeah, so look, uh, made threes yesterday. Tease up for what we're going to be doing on in-game live all-access. I made the decision about five minutes before it went live. I'm going to try and grab a three-point prop for every game. I did that for the first four. I'll do it again today for the first four. It's a fun cat. There's only a couple of guys that you get to pick from anyway. So check us out today, in-game live all-access. Me, Ben, and Donnie, and I'll be rolling over some three-point player props. Noon Eastern time right here on the Spiz Grizz. We round out hour one next here on TMN. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one of this Friday edition of the morning after on the Spiz Grizz, otherwise known as the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Kevin Walsh has been alongside for most of this opening hour. We will be back together also with Donnie Wright's side in the mix. Noon Eastern time today 
as the round of 64 on this Friday concludes and begins, if you get what I'm saying, for the Slate perspective. But before we end things here in this opening hour with Kevin, we need his thoughts on your thoughts on the dogs that might be barking today in the round of 64. Let's find out together and fade the public. So there are a many short spread today in the round of 64. A lot of numbers hovering right around one. Virginia Tech, a one-point underdog against Texas. That line now one and a half. Loyola Chicago earlier this morning, a one-point dog against Ohio State. That game now virtually a pick'em. And Davidson still a one-point dog against Michigan State. So which of those short underdogs has the best chance of pulling off the upset outright? today and the public is saying right now the ramblers who have tons of experience in the ncaa tourney are going to knock off the buckeyes kevin of those three options are you agreeing with the public or do you go in a different direction no i like what the public's bringing to the table but i'd like to mm. take this time to ignore the poll and acknowledge another dog ben do you by chance know the artist baby bash do you know who that is of course of course do Frankie you? J, Baby Bash. We all, yeah, yeah. Come on. Do you know one of you know one of the most famous songs by Baby Bash? Sugar, sugar. It's not. It's one of them. But the other one, move your body Black like one. a cyclone. Oh, hey. Iowa State money line. Don't get scared of it now. I'm pretty sure Ben's coaching that LSU team there, man. <laughs> Iowa State. Right. Listen, we're getting right. Wait, hold it, hold it. Look at it. Whoa, we're coming out there, man. Look, move that body like a Kevin. cyclone. LSU gets the job done as an 11 seed. Kevin, Iowa State's lost three straight, seven over the last 11 yeah, after starting out 12-0. and 0. They've lost 12 of their... All right, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, we'll get into it no, on In Game Live. I'll see you in a couple hours, my friend. More of the TMA next. Cheers.